hey guys, this is Zane here, back at it with another episode of watching Monsters every single day with of the month with friends because I want them to. And today, same, still same as like yesterday, I am with just myself, but I did watch the movie with my family yesterday, so my mom and dad, but I didn't really have a good way of setting up it, doing a way of like interviewing them like I do on the other episodes because there's three of them. I've got one microphone here. It can do omnidirectional, so it could work in that way, but the room that I have my setup in is a little bit small and kind of echoey, so trying to fit three people in here and having it work properly for that might be a little bit weird, and I only have one pop filter, and there, I don't know, there's, it was hard, but I did, I took notes and uh, kept track of some stuff that they said during the movie and whatnot, so I've got... I do have a bit of an episode's worth of content out of it. And I've also got some really huge news that I'll get to in a minute. Because I also got my hands on a copy of the art book. And as much as I would like to throw some information in, like this episode talking about it, I, I might a teeny little bit. But it's easily an episode on its own, potentially even two. There is so much content in it there's like 170 pages it is nuts like it's by far the best art book i've ever seen it goes really in depth about the making of the movie it has a bunch of concept art and a bunch of like extra little things in it such as like sticky notes as if the characters wrote on them some random information there's like trading cards in it it's wild it is so cool and I'm, I feel really lucky that I was able to get a copy completely unopened, like in mint condition. Everything is, for all I know, it could have been sitting in a shop for since the book was released because no one had touched it. I ordered it through Amazon in an independent seller, and it still had, I did not expect it to have any of the extra stuff inside of it still, but all of it was completely sealed and still there. So I'm blown away, but within the next, uh, it won't be tomorrow's episode, but it'll be potentially the day after's episode because I have to do a lot of writing about it because there is so much, and I'm actually really excited to get into it. It even came with a really neat poster for uh, like promotional art that I've only briefly seen, and it's not the full size, so that's pretty cool. And on to the bigger, more important news. And you might be thinking, how could it be any more important than the art book and stuff? But I uh, actually managed to get a hold of the director, Gil Keenan, and he was wanted me to send him some questions. So I'm not going to have him directly speaking on the podcast because, I mean, I value his time and I don't want to... That might be a little bit of a pain to set up and for his like, privacy sake and stuff, he can, you know... But he did want me to send him a few questions that I had for him, so I sent him a pretty good couple that should cover pretty much all of the questions that I've had up to this point, um, and just a few extra things just for the sake of it. And I kept it really formal <laughs> for question answering and stuff like that. And I've also just found out that he's one of the writers that did the screenplay for the newest Ghostbusters movie, which is wild. But... Yeah, he messaged me back on Instagram saying he'd be totally down for that and 
he'll be spending the weekend roughly going over the answers to the questions if to the best of his memory because I mean the movie came out and he worked on it you know like pretty much 17-ish years ago but I was shocked that he even responded in the first place but I'm also so ecstatic, ecstatic about it because I had no idea that he'd even respond let alone be actually totally okay to answer questions. I guess things have lined up in just the right way. So if this whole podcast doesn't take off, it's kind of a little bit of movie history as it is, because then we might be able to get questions or answers to questions that has have never been asked about the movie before. And I, don't th- I doubt he's probably been on anyone's podcast regarding a specific one of his movies. So there we are. There is a first for everything. And my weird obsession with this movie looks like it's going to pay off a bit. So that's super sick. And I'm, yeah, I'm just really, really excited about that. Because I, last night I did I did a tweet about it. And I didn't expect him to see it because he probably isn't on Twitter all that much. But then I found his Instagram and it looks like he's fairly active on that. And here we are getting that done. And I'm, ah. I'm just, ah, it's, I, I have like no words, it's so exciting. But it isn't the main point of today's episode, that'll be a whole episode on its own. Um, and I still have more people to interview, so this might actually go on longer than 30 days because I want to make sure I include everyone that's wanted to be included. And this last, these last little bit of days might be a lot of doing that with people, but I'll, I'll do this for as long as I need to, or want to. I mean, when I get to the end of it, it's not that I want to stop, but it's, you know, there's a good breaking point for pretty much everything, and we're getting pretty close. I do have roughly 10 days left, apparently. So, we'll play it by ear, and go on from there. But, so this episode, as I started like six minutes ago, um, is supposed to be based on me watching the movie with my parents. And right off the bat, since I watched it from a DVD, I noticed that the DVD itself is actually, um, like, the art on the disc is that of, like, the plant the kids drew out, which is really neat, because I never really did that. Although the movie skipped directly to it, the movie, and I didn't get to see the title screen and check out some of the other features, but I might do that at some other point. But I don't think the other things left on the movie are things that I haven't already discussed. They totally could be, though, but... I'm not 100% certain on that. And some initial thoughts. My my mom wasn't totally sure. She wanted to watch it because I said it's like a horror movie, but it's based for kids. And it passed her being able to watch it because usually her go-to reaction for stuff that becomes really scary is, oh my gosh, this is so scary, I want to throw up. Like we were watching Stranger Things and she was saying that. So that gives you a feel for movies she's able to tolerate, but she was totally okay with this. And I think most of the notes that I have are in regards to her. Um, One of the notable things that she said right away was that she really, really liked the wide shot when the kids are going to get the basketball off of Nebercracker's lawn. So they're standing at the other end of the sidewalk and they're looking across. And she really liked the look of the shot, seeing all the pipes and stuff underneath. And that is one of the coolest ones in the movie. She also tried to guess a lot of stuff that was going to happen and I didn't 
want to say anything, but she didn't guess that the house was a monster. And she's usually been really, really good at guessing what's going to happen in a movie. So there is a first for everything. Um, she got confused as to what happened when Bones got eaten by the house and the camera panned up to the moon and panned back down as a transition. She was really confused what happened there. But like, it's just a transition to a different scene, but it didn't quite stick with her, so that's one thing. She wasn't a big fan of the Bones ripping up the stuffy, probably because as a kid I also had a stuffy that I slept with up until, I don't know, maybe that was like 12 or 13-ish, so that's relatable for sure. Uh, so I would assume that's probably one of the reasons why she didn't like it. Uh, oh, my dad, or was it, I don't know if it was my mom or dad, one of them noticed the, uh, like, Olivia Newton-John music, and I didn't even notice that it was Olivia Newton-John until I was watching the movie with subtitles on. So, when, it was, I believe Anthony, no, yeah, it was Anthony's episode, because I streamed the movie with him watching it once, and I didn't, and they actually put for the subtitles the song name. And I had, I thought it was just one of those fake songs because when she goes inside to play the cassette, it's not a real heavy metal song. So, you know, I've, weirder things have happened in the movie, but that was kind of neat. It also helps uh, cement the movie takes place in roughly the 80s because I think the song that played came out in the early 80s. So it would probably be popular around 1982, 3-ish. So there we go. Oh, and speaking of the movie being filmed in like, or not filmed, but taking place in like 1983, it is pretty much com absolutely cemented that it is because within the art book, there is concept art for uh, in Pizza Freak, there's a quarter stapled, or not stapled, but like taped to a big poster that is supposed to be the quarter that skull won or got the high score in thou art dead for playing for i think it said 97 hours non-stop on the single quarter and it mentioned july 1983 and it couldn't be any of the other 1980s whatever like afterwards from 1983 because halloween would fall on a school day and the kids were definitely not in school so i think 1983 it there it is it's, it's been totally confirmed even though not mentioned in the movie and outside information it has been so i'm glad i actually got to have that settled but as far as other art book stuff goes i will save that for another one it's a big one uh my mom going back to parents she <laughs> she said that it's this movie is sort of like up kind of because the house and the old man which is a uh, pretty loose but I mean, this one came first. I think Up came out in two... I can't remember if it was 2007 or 2009. I think it was 2009. Because I think Toy Story 3 came out in 2007. So that was first. And I remember... Actually, you know what? I should uh, Google this just to be safe. So Toy Story 3 was... Wait, that was 2010. So when did Up... Up came out in... 2009 okay what came out to the oh cars came out in 2007 i've already talked about that i don't know why i'm bringing that up again but i mean for this movie coming out first house and old man 
wife connection could be connected disney pixar ripped it off but definitely not i'm exaggerating that but it was funny that she made the connection to up in that i mean that this is like a a dark complete alternate universe version of up whereas the movie focuses a little bit more on the house rather than the old man but the old man being a part of it and his memory of his wife being in it uh there's the one salesman like girl scout kind of girl instead of the boy and the but there's no blimp villain this time around but i mean it's it's moderately close there's some like loose connections that you can make to it definitely not a reference by any means but connections that can be made nonetheless so overall i believe she enjoyed the movie she didn't really say a whole lot after it but i think she enjoyed it and i mean it's it's a family movie so i was watching it the way it's supposed to be watched with family except no kids because i'm not a kid anymore but that's okay still enjoying it but it, all this time later as i've grown up so i'm still a kid at heart at the very least and my sister wasn't there to watch it but we'll watch that tonight and I'll have the episode on that later. Because, I mean, this one is coming out late. I fell asleep pretty much right after we watched it last night. Because I was doing yard work. So this will be a double threat day. But I'm, I mean, I don't think that's a huge deal. No one's complained about things so far. And in the long run, if people come back to watch this, they'll have like 30 episodes to watch back to back if they really decide to. So I don't think anyone's really complaining here. But I do have the stuff planned out always ahead of time. It's sometimes just a matter of if I'm able to get to it or not. Um, let's see. Uh, my dad remembered it being basically as dark as how he did before, but he hadn't seen it in a decent while. He was one that saw it in theaters with us, though. But I think it comes on TV a little, eh, relatively often around Halloween, since it is a Halloween movie, of course. And, oh, my mom was uh, making... She was left wondering what happened to the cops and stuff because she started talking before the movie was over over because i mean it is sort of like after credit stuff where any of those questions get answered so it's it's reasonable and she knew or she guessed that the cop was like kevin james and then she it came to mind that the voice was kevin james so she made that connection and that was like i think the only actor that she really was able to recognize she didn't say anything about steve buscemi though but that's fine he does play a mean nevercracker but there's not really a whole lot to be said <clears throat> for my dad's note wise um oh chowder being like bobby hill <laughs> which is yeah i mean even just looking at chowder he's pretty bobby hill looking he's got the blonde hair the short body his voice is a little bit less funny but Bobby Hill's pretty much an icon, so I think that's a definitely a compliment. And I would say that's probably his favorite character. I don't know who my mom's would be, though. Maybe... Mm, I'm thinking may, it might be Jenny. And that might be a first for anyone saying that that's their favorite character. No one really brings up Jenny a whole lot, which is interesting. 
One thing I did notice, uh, this time around, when Nebercracker's going back to the house for the, like, after he gets out of the hospital, if you're looking really closely, you, you can see the trees in the background are actually, like, slowly connecting themselves to the house. So by the time the house gets really angry and, like, rips the trees out of the ground, they're already connected to the top and aren't having to connect themselves a bit after. And that that's actually really cool. I never really thought about at what point do the trees get connected because it happens super fast, but they're already in the motion of attaching themselves. And you can even notice, uh, I believe, in one of the scenes with the cops or whatever, you can, in the corner, see the, the blinds and the eyes opening and closing a little bit to, to avoid being like caught but still watching. And that's uh, just, that's a really small one, but it's kind of neat. There's a lot of hidden, like, expression stuff that you don't quite notice. And also, watching it, I don't know, this is, <laughs> like, the 21st time, but definitely, it's, like, overall, like, the 24th time I've seen it this year, is that the house is the most expressive character compared to anyone else in the movie, which is really funny. Because they use motion cap and everything to show the characters, and the kids have great expressions and whatnot. But I guess you really, really have to exaggerate the expressions of, you know, an inanimate object to really give feel for it to fit within the environment there. And that's... I, I say this all the time, but I man, the house is excellent looking. They do such a good job. And even looking at some of the concept arts for the houses within the art book, uh, they chose a really, really good design for it and making all of the parts like natural and it's almost like a shark in the way that it ha has like two sets of teeth i know sharks don't have just two they have multiple but there's the front like porch teeth that work and allows for the house to have like sort of a big toothy grin when they fold that around rather than just the door frame being a really really small house with a little bit of teeth but it's cool that it go sort of alternates between the big mouth as from the porch to the really small doorway and it's they use it in a really nice way of showing different expressions and when like dire circumstances come that it needs to go like all the way and that's dang I, can't, I just can't overstate it enough how cool that is I love it and I, I really want to hear back from uh, Gil about all the stuff because ah. I'm just excited to hear the questions I asked. And I almost I want to talk about the questions. I guess I can briefly go over a couple of the ones because I that's pretty much all there was to say about my parents watching the film. And I've got a little bit of content. Wait, oh, um, no. So. But, sorry, that was my uh, sister just walking in. Um, but, yeah, because I guess that's pretty much all I have to cover right now for my parents there's not a whole lot they had to say they watch movies and there's not really much for discussion afterwards that's i mean usually the way it goes i don't do in-depth discussion about movies with my parents because i'm not want to even really do in-depth discussions period it's just with this one but a couple of the questions that i asked in regards to like some of the art book stuff uh, talking about uh the movie potentially being uh, could be another movie within the same universe mentioning how the how since the house was possessed 
and that's something that can happen. I feel like there's gotta be a whole universe out there regarding- there could be monsters walking around and that just be a thing. If possessions are something that is capable of occurring, then who knows what else is out there. And I think it'd be really cool to have a monster movie done in this same sort of style, but maybe have the rating amped up a bit. I think that'd be neat. Uh, questions asking about why it takes place in 1983, it, even though it's not specifically stated. Um, did the movie you expect to be talked about to this day? Asking if there was a couple, like, more concepts that he would have liked to explore, such as, like, Skull and Bones' past, the in inner workings of the house and whatnot, other things like that. And then also seeing if he can confirm or deny that some of the references that people think are references if to other things such as like the tricycle being to the shining, the uh, symbol monkey in the basement being something related to the dark tower or skeleton crew and the house itself being something from the dark tower. Ask some questions like that. Um, and I asked him a good couple more like in-depth kind of questions but I won't go over them here because I'll go over them when we get to them. So we've got a good couple days until that potentially happens but I'm still just in awe that I was able to get anything from him and he seemed pretty enthusiastic about it. That's really really neat. I'm I don't know makes me fanboy a little bit and I did oh also one thing I never really real noticed or realize, I suppose, is that people call Robert Zemeckis Bob. And that's, I think that's pretty funny. But I, it makes a, to a ton of sense. Bob and Rob is like one-to-one. -one. So, we're getting pretty close to the end here. Like, yeah, I'm at like 22 minutes, so I'm, I'll go on for at least like another minute or two longer. This one, I think, will be a bit of a shorter episode, but I don't want a tangent. I'll too, too much. There's only so much that can be said at this point, and I don't want to do a half and half episode where I talk half about one thing and half about another thing. It's nice to have sort of some cohesion within these episodes, but of course that's not the case with all of them, because I'm not perfect, and I'm also, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just all over the place. <laughs> My organization is not particularly great, and only some notes can take you oh so far. So, I think maybe actually this might be a good time to, I guess, call it off for now. Uh, my parents didn't give a final rating for it, but I think the rating is good enough that I would recommend that you do watch it with your parents, no matter who they are or what kind of movies they like because this is a little bit of everything in it and it's fun to watch. So I I'll give this movie uh hmm what's it what's a good way to rate this? Ten dads out of ten dads and ten moms out of ten moms. So a twenty out of twenty, a perfect score, yet again. But this has been Zane here. The background music you're listening to is the National Park theme from Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which is a lovely song, by the way. And I think I got the volume just right on that. But as been saying, we are now two thirds of the way through all of this. If we're going with the roughly 30-day period, 
and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye.